welcome into the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm your host at the Daily Wolves on Twitter. My name is Evan. I usually host this with my boy Trip. You can follow him at, at notdwolfson on Twitter. But today it's just going to be me. Uh, Trip had a couple drinks too many. He's out, you know, snoozing, dreaming about Minnesota, making some more moves. So I'm here to talk to you today about the moves that Minnesota made. Now we had a Woj bomb drop. Not too long ago, earlier today, that the Minnesota Timberwolves are signing Kyle Anderson to a two-year, $18 million deal. The second year and is actually guaranteed along with the first year. I was a little surprised personally by that just because Minnesota in the 2023 offseason next year is actually going to be looking to have max cap space. They're um, going to be able to potentially go out and sign a max level player. They could have the flexibility to go and trade for, you know, a star level player. And so I was a little surprised that they guaranteed the second year. Um, the Torian Prince contract that happened the other day, it was a two-year, $16 million contract. The second year was not fully guaranteed. So I'm guessing that's where Minnesota decided to kind of even the money out, where they gave Kyle the full guarantee and they didn't give it to Torian. So maybe that's why. I'm not entirely sure. But regardless, I think Minnesota's done well so far, getting Torian Prince locked up, getting Kyle Anderson, having the flexibility with the Torian Prince contract. And then, you know, you really look at what, um, you know, Torian Prince did last year for Minnesota, coming in, getting traded here uh, in the Ricky Rubio deal. We got Torian Prince, we got a second-round pick, and at the time, um, in the first half of the season, Torian Prince wasn't playing up to his standards. He, he looked like it looked like it was a bad trade. Uh, obviously, Ricky Rubio was having a phenomenal season with the Cavaliers before he got hurt. But now, the way that the season ended, the last half of the year, Torian Prince really brought up his trade value. Um, he his shooting went way up. He was scorching hot from the corners, shooting nearly fifty percent. Uh, ended the year on a thirty-seven percent shooter from three. After starting the year near 20%, so he improved dramatically. His leadership in the locker room was phenomenal. The guys loved playing with Torian Prince. Uh, he's that calming presence that everyone really gelled with and loved in the team. And you look at the Timberwolves last year, and the Timberwolves really had a team that loved playing together, right? And so having a guy that everyone respected everyone looked to as that veteran presence even though Torian Prince isn't necessarily the oldest veteran um, he's still kind of relatively young but he just has that presence that kind of everyone respects him everyone loves him and, and he has that calming presence right so I think Torian Prince is a great signing he's getting healthier and healthier uh, after his ankle injury you know a few years ago after he's you know he talked about recovering from that ankle injury when he came to play in Minnesota and how he's feeling better and better so I think Torian Prince has an upside to potentially even get better and he can play defense um, you know not at an elite level but he plays solid defense he can slash he can drive to the hoop put the ball on the deck and he can you know sometimes play the one through four in certain lineups depending on you know, if certain teams play small ball, uh, but you know, Torian Prince is a very versatile player, so great signing. And then you get Kyle Anderson, the news of today uh, from the Woj bomb. You know, and Kyle Anderson, for those who don't know, started his career from the Spurs organization, and Greg Popovich. Learning under him is is phenomenal, right? He's he's probably 
you could be arguably the best coach in history. You could argue that, right? And so Kyle Anderson having that experience, being in the playoffs, uh, numerous years, a veteran presence, once again adding to the locker room, uh, played with Memphis the other year. We played against him. For those who might remember or not remember, we played against him just in the series against Memphis. But uh, a pretty big player himself, right? So a guy who can play one through four, play maybe five in certain lineups uh, and small ball in the NBA if, if given. Um, solid defender again. Uh, you know, not a guy who, who does every, you know, a certain skill set, you know, above average or phenomenally well, right? But a guy who really can just do everything, you know, well. And I'm, I'm talking about just being a guy who, who's solid in, in all aspects of the game. He can shoot the three, he can put the ball in the deck and score. He can shoot from mid range, he can shoot from three. He has good ball handling for a guy his size. He's a big player with a 7 3 wingspan. Uh, you know, moves, looks like he moves really slow when he's out there, but he's he's definitely a player that can come in, play make for the, for the Wolves, handle the ball, and um, they're looking for players who can really play make. And so I think Kyle Anderson really fits what Minnesota's looking for, what Tim Conley's looking for, and Chris Finch. And I think, um, you know, Kyle Anderson isn't isn't the oldest of players either so it fits the timeline of what they want to do right now and um I, I think he could be a starting caliber player you could play him at the four I don't know if Minnesota's looking for him to be a starter but he's a great role player nonetheless he can come off the bench and give you good minutes give you that you know hopefully give you that around eight points eight rebounds kind of player with good defense solid shooting playmaking and that's really all you're looking for for him um, and but he has the upside, like I said, he's still relatively young. He still has the upside to be a starter level player. Maybe, maybe he's you know has a bigger role than he had at Memphis last year, right? And so I just think um, the signing was solid. Minnesota's made two solid moves so far, um, and I think the Timberwolves are going in the right direction. I think with all everything that's my predictions and what everything's signaling to me is that. Minnesota is going to probably move on from Nas Reed. Now, I don't have, like, people aren't texting me. This isn't, like, a per-source kind of thing. This is just, like, my opinion, my prediction. I, I really, truly believe Nas Reed is going to potentially get traded this summer. I think Nas Reed is, you know, most likely to get traded on the team this year. I think after draft drafting Walker Kessler, after looking at, you know, the Timberwolves are, they've been rumored to try to go after Clint Capella a big right Rudy Gobert a big the, the patterns getting big guys they get Kyle Anderson who's not a big but he's he's a big player right so there's just you know Nathan Knight signs a two-way and Chris Finch spoke glowingly about Nathan Knight how he believes he's an NBA player and they would love to keep him around so you have all these players and where does Nas Reed come in where does he fit where does his playing time come in somebody something's got to give and I really think Nas Reed's a player that he's an attractive piece, right? He's going to be in a $1.9 million deal coming into this season. So a team could could trade for him, only have to pay $1.9 million, which is a bargain for what you're getting out of Nas Reed as a player. And then on top of that, he's a young player who has an upside to potentially even get better. And I think there's a team out there who's going to bite on, on Nas Reed. You know, remember when we traded Jarrett Culver and Juancho to the Grizzlies for Patrick Beverly. The part of the reason the Grizzlies took that trade was because they were taking 
you know, a bet that Jarrett Culver had an upside as a young player to be better and, and maybe they they could do something different. Or, and, you know, it didn't work out, right? But but there's there's also another team out there. I'm not comparing, you know, the upside of a number six pick as in Jarrett Culver to Nas Reed undrafted, but there's an upside to be had with Nas Reed. And um, I think some team will bite on it. Maybe it's a sweetener deal. Maybe it's Malik Beasley and you attach Nas Reed as a sweetener to get the deal done, to get a player, maybe you bring in somebody that way, or maybe it's Nas Reed, Malik Beasley, and um, a pick. Maybe they go, maybe that gets you like a, almost a star-level caliber player. Or maybe it's getting D'Angelo Russell and pairing it with Nas Reed. You know, I'm not quite sure. I just truly believe, regardless, they're going to look at trading Nas Reed just because they don't have room for him. It's kind of like what the Nuggets had a problem with years ago when they got rid of Malik Beasley. They always liked Malik. They knew he was a good level. He was a starter level player. Uh, they knew he was a good role player, but they just didn't have the room with all the talent they had in their roster. And, and that's a good problem to have in the NBA, right? And so I think Minnesota's starting to slowly run into the same problem where we just have too many players that have talent and we don't have enough roster spaces to play all of them or minutes you could say to give all of them and so um that's one of my predictions coming into the off season here you know minnesota as uh, uh john krasinski pointed out I, I tweeted it out they're they're also looking for, after signing kyle anderson they're still looking for a big man in play they're still looking for a trade for a big man and so minnesota has their eyes open i don't know what that entails i don't know if they're going for like a DeAndre Ayton kind of like let's swing for the swing upside here crazy or go get a Rudy Gobert kind of player or if Minnesota decides let's just bring in something simple like a Bismarck Biombo you know I don't really know but with all the salaries that are tied up you think it's got to be a trade of some sort to get somebody um, but it's going to be exciting if you're a Timberwolves fan you should only be excited this is going to be a great offseason they are definitely not done dealing and wheeling uh something's gonna change the roster from today will look different um at the start of the season and um it's a great great time to hop on the bandwagon if you haven't already uh to just be a minnesota timberwolves fan and um i'm super excited i can't wait to bring y'all the news this year uh i can't wait this is the second episode of the podcast i look forward to bringing the third um, but until then, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, if you haven't already, definitely hit the follow or the notification bells on our on our podcast. If you're listening to right now, we're going to be trying to pump out you know weekly content with the Timberwolves, keeping you up to date with everything possible. We've got giveaways coming up in the future. Uh, remember our my Twitter account at the Daily Wolves, and on top of that, we're going to be having guest speakers. Just you know the whole nine yards bring you minnesota fans what you really deserve um but yeah until then uh go wolves